as a reward for them doing the shluchas, he, he said, he told them that they'd be able to see Mashiach ben David. Cloud came and picked them up and dropped them off in Lublin right in front of the Marshal's uh, shul. But every Shabbos, everything changed. The house would expand and the table would, it would just appear with all types of delicacies for Shabbos. Okay, Gutvach, everybody. Uh, coming to you from Tzfas, Sunday. You can still say Gutvach, I guess, right? Didn't end up saying a story last night. I, uh, I read a story by myself, love Malka, but uh, I was really tired. I was very late. So <clears throat> we're going to do it today. Okay, so here's the story. So basically, we're in Sfas, and I uh, thought it was really appropriate to say the story of the Arizal in about a week and a half is actually the Arizal's yard site. So the, the Arizal um, was... Uh, you know, teaching Kabbalah and, and all the miracles that he was doing was causing a lot of tumult. tumult, And uh, people weren't sure if it was the correct thing. Um, the Arizal's name was Rabbi Yitzchak Luria. And the Maharshal, who his name, I believe, was Rabbi Shleim Luria, uh, they actually were related somehow, heard of what he was doing and he was afraid that he was doing black magic. He was afraid that he was doing, um, you know, Kishif. And that what he was doing was what he was doing wasn't miracles. Rather, it was something impure. And so he was on the verge of declaring a cherem, a ban, on the uh, Arizal, and the Arizal heard about this. And uh, this is a really crazy story. So, basically, the Arizal uh decided to send two of his Talmidim who were actually there on their own they were also very very great tzaddikim Reb Chaim Vital and Rabbi Yisrael Srug and he sent them uh to Lublin where the Marshal was the Rav to uh you know explain to him that not only was it not anything impure that he was doing but it was actually very deep secrets of the Torah um so now, now, you know, as a reward for them doing the shluchas, he, he said, he told them that they'd be able to see Mashiach ben David. Every single generation has a Mashiach, and if the generation is worthy, then, um, you know, the Mashiach comes. So he said that close to Lublin, um, in a town, I forgot the name of the town, but very close to Lublin, there's a place, and the person's name is, I think, Eliakim ben Shmuel, and that's the, that's the, uh, Mashiach. That's Mashiach David. And, you know, after you go and speak to the Marshal, you'll be able to go and uh, go and, and see him, meet him. And uh, obviously the Arizal, with, you know, all the secrets that he knew, he says that they, they push it, went on a cloud. A cloud came, picked them up, and dropped them off in Lublin right in front of the Marshal's uh, shul. And they also took food with them from from Tzfas, from, and I guess the food over there is different, uh, you know, than other places, and also the way they were dressed is different. So when they when they landed in front of the shul of the marshal, people see, you know, all of a sudden there are people there from, uh, and they, they, they're dressed in the Tzfas, you know, uh, garb, and their mode of dress is very different from Europe. And... so there's a big tumult, and actually there's a story of something that happened inside the shul, which is a story on its own, um, when I, where, where I looked at the story, where I read the story, it doesn't say, so I'm going to have to look for it, and hopefully I'll say it next week, because uh, next week is actually the week of, of, the, of the, 
uh, yard site of the Arisa. So anyway, so they come to the marshal, and uh, they show the marshal the food that they have, and it's still warm. And, they're saying, and you know, obviously, it was very obvious they were coming from some some other place on planet Earth, and um, so he said, you know what? Tell me something from the Arizal, and I'll judge for myself. So they say, listen, we can share it with you, but it's so uh, sensitive, such high, uh, you know, high things that we're about to tell you that it can't be done, in, you know, by nobody can eavesdrop. It has to be done in private. So they go to the basement of the marshal, and it was dark. And the second they started to talk in Terra, and you know, talk about the, these deep uh, kabbalistic uh, ideas. The room actually lit up. And so the marshal, right away, instead of being a critic, and, and not only did he, you know, abandon any ideas of putting the harem of the ban on the Barizal, he actually became one of his admirers. So they they left from there to go to this other town, and again I'm forgetting the name. And they they, they and and they they look they ask around even the, you know the older people in the community for a person Yochim and Shmuel nobody knows who this guy is, so they go to the rav and even the rav doesn't know who it is. The rav of that town, and out of desperation they actually reveal to him why they're there. You know they're here from the Arizal and they're looking for Mashiach and David, and the rav immediately decided to help them. And they after asking around and with the help of a lot of people they finally were able to find where this place was. So they go, they, they rub this, he, he insisted on going with them, he wasn't going to pass up you know, such a chance. And so they all went to this house, and they see the house is broken down. There's only a table that's falling apart, chair, two chairs, and this Eliakim and Shmuel is, is, is lying down in bed, and his wife is, you know, in, in the kitchen. Um... And uh, they were very surprised to have guests, but also very happy to have these guests. And these two students come and tell Reb uh, Eliakim, I forget the name, but uh, they tell him that it's time, that they, uh, they tell him what happened, that Rizal said that he's supposed to be the Mashiach of the generation, and they wanted to you know, come see him. And this Reb Eliakim right away says, that Rizal just, he caused me and himself a lot of damage. Because he revealed this, now I need to, uh, I need to go to, uh, I need to, it's time for me to leave this world. And he asked from them, for them to take care of all the funeral arrangements and to write, here lies a truthful and honest man. And uh, the, 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 some people say about the story that it was because the Rav, who was not authorized to go and see Mashiach, came along, that's why he had to pass away. And maybe if it, were, if it would have been just the students alone, since they had the permission of the Arizal, that this would, maybe this wouldn't have happened and he wouldn't have had to leave this world. But uh, this is the story. And so they took care of the, the funeral and they did all the arrangements and they went to visit um, this Yoakim ben Shmuel's widow. You know, they, they visited her during Shiva and they asked him, they asked her to tell him, to tell them something about his behavior. You know, so how he was, his life, everything. So she said that my husband was always sick. And we always lived very modestly. And, but, but every Shabbos, everything changed. When Shabbos would, was about to come in, the house would expand. 
and there would be all of a sudden a table it would just appear with all types of delicacies for Shabbos. And people would come, very holy people would come, they would always bring a Sefer Terah. And the entire Shabbos was just spent learning Terah, davening, and eating the, the three Sudas. And right after Mairev and Avdala, people would disappear, they would leave. The house would shrink back to its size, everything would go back to normal. And that's how they lived until, until the day of his passing. So... <laughs> the, the Talmidim who are shocked to hear such a thing they ask her why didn't you ever tell anybody this this is incredible and, and she's looking at them and, and, and she's, she didn't realize this was extraordinary because all she saw was what was in her own house she says I thought that because a husband is a king it says right that the, the husband of the house is a king a bride a, a groom is a king a husband is a king and a kala is a queen so I thought that once someone gets married this is something that happens in every home she was so innocent, she, she thought this was something that happens at every single home, but she didn't realize how extraordinary it was. And um, that's uh, how the story ends. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's one of these, you know, otherworldly stories that is it's almost hard to believe. And um, it, the, the, the author of the story says that, you know, up until the day that he wrote the story, you can still find in this town, the Matseva, the, 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 the tombstone that says, here lies an honest and, and truthful man. Uh, I don't know if it's verbatim, but though, you know, that idea. So uh, anyway, I just thought it was appropriate, you know, being here in Sfas. And uh, yeah, just... Um, I, I actually, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave this place. I want to leave Eretz Yisrael. It's... You know, hoping, hoping Mashiach will come and just end all this and for us to really finally see Mashiach. So, um, yeah, just have an amazing week and we should have a Mashiach Deku week. We should all, whoever's in Eretz Yisrael should stay in Eretz Yisrael and everybody else should come. We should have a final redemption. No more of these, you know, Mashiach almost came or, you know, meeting Mashiach just here, Lamata Mashiach Tzvachim. Wish you guys incredible, incredible week uh, with uh, the Giula right now. So uh, love you guys. I am an ancient wall of stone atop a hill so high. And if you listen with your Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that story. Every single week on Matzei Shabbos, we say another story. So please come back and stay tuned. I am-